Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Australia. You're listening to My Millennial Investor. And today, we're chatting about Coinly and... This is very, very interesting. I'm very interested to chat about this. Coinly is a product that I've personally used and that I've paid for, but I wanted to have a chat with them because I know a lot of you have cryptocurrency. I know a lot of you have to do your tax returns like good boys and girls, but we need to make things easy. And often with the crypto world and everyone's trading accounts, there can be hundreds of transactions throughout the year. So today, I'm joined by Danny Tower, who is the head of tax at Coinly. He's a chartered accountant and taxation advisor, and he's got experience in Australia, European markets, and he knows a lot about crypto and tax. So, Danny, welcome to My Millennial Investor. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks very much for having me here. Not a problem. So, I guess, let's just walk down this garden path. You're a tax nerd, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't admit to that too much. How long have you been with Coinly and what appealed to you about Coinly? Like, were you personally interested in crypto and the future of money and all that stuff? How did you kind of land here? Yeah. So, very early on, I had an interest in understanding the underlying value of a lot of these crypto assets. I think it was around 2017 where I heard a lot of the noise around Bitcoin, what is it? Ethereum. And I studied economics at university. I always was interested in investing and understanding, you know, what is the underlying value behind bonds, shares? Um, commo- you know, commodities are relatively straightforward to understand. But when you take that deeper step and, you know, go into derivatives and swaps and so on, it's, you know, you start to kind of really question where, you, where your money's going, why these financial products exist and how the future may look with these types of products in it. Uh, And so, you know, I think really that curiosity is what drove me into the crypto space. And particularly when I started working with multinationals that were in that crypto space, I found myself actually having to learn, you know, how do do they actually make money? How do they monetize their business models? Mm. And it's an interesting time because I really wanted to do this episode around Coinly and touch on the crypto stuff, not when it's really dogmatic and hot and everyone's making money overnight by doing nothing with like, you know, crypto markets and whatnot. So I think it is a really good time to talk about this stuff because there's no hype out there. Everyone online isn't posting about it. That's right. And what do they say? Bear markets are for building. Absolutely. And we are in a a bit of a crypto bear market. And it's a good time to learn. And and to be honest, everyone, if you haven't already done my online course, Introduction to Cryptocurrencies, we'll put a link in the show notes because now is the time to learn while there isn't the dogma out there. So Yeah. And I think in these markets, you know, you, qu- you very quickly can see 
particularly you know when the next bull market comes, who the who the key players are, you know who who the sales and marketing kind of outfits were that perhaps benefited from previous bull runs, but can't necessarily survive when when the market gets tough. I'll tell you who benefited from that bull run. Kimberly Kardashian. <laughs> I see that in the news. A recent recently. article, yeah, I did see Gosh, that. Yeah. That's so crazy. Like oh, she could have made so much money and did a bit of a pump and dump on the side. And that's why, like, I'm pretty like, you know, when it comes to our podcast, I say to anyone, like, if you want to do cryptocurrency, awesome. If you want to do pink diamonds that are very rare, awesome, but we're not putting 100% of our worth or our portfolio into this stuff. Yeah, and at the moment, there's a lot of hype. You know, you've got companies out there sponsoring stadiums, sponsoring sports teams, spending millions and millions of dollars. And I think what's really important is not to lose track of the risks and amidst all the hype that's going on around cryptocurrency and um, you know, particularly with the ease at which you can put money into crypto. I mean, let's face it, it's so easy now. Whilst we chat here, I can I can just, you know, log on to an exchange and with the click of a button just, you know, start trading. Um it, it would be very easy to to do almost multitasking. So I think it's very easy to get caught up in the noise. Absolutely. And I, I guess like we know that blockchain technology is going absolutely nowhere. We know that to a point, prob- and I'm really got my crystal ball happening here, maybe the top 10 cryptocurrencies at the moment, maybe in 20 years, maybe 30% might still be a thing. Who knows? I don't know. But all I'm saying is it's not going into anywhere. When the internet was created, the internet wasn't going anywhere. But Alta Vista, the search engine, is not the thing anymore. It's Google. It's, you know, DuckDuck. Go whatever it is. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, obviously it's very easy to, you know, look at all these different tokens on exchanges without necessarily appreciating the underlying technology that is blockchain, which underpins those tokens. And and understanding though that is important, uh, particularly with an eye on the future and, and how how we'll see innovation develop in that space. So we know anytime people make money off stuff, the government seems to want to get their mitts on some Monet, some tax. Talk to us about the crypto tax landscape in Australia at the moment and how it may have changed over the last couple of years. Yeah, so it's a very interesting landscape because on one hand, you've got a very, very novel asset class that is crypto coming in and you've got a lot of people that have made a lot of money, right? A lot of people that have made a lot of money that need to pay tax without the the rules that were initially imposed. I mean, 10 years ago, crypto really, there was no infrastructure around it. You know, you might have been able to somehow purchase a Bitcoin, um, but it would have been a very clunky process. So one of the first things we started seeing in terms of government regulation was some basic kind of framework around how crypto should be taxed or, you know, whether it's even taxable in the first place. And certainly in Australia... Uh, back in 2014, that that was made clear. You know, from a, on a very broad basis, you know, crypto is taxable as a CGT asset for investors. And over time, you know, we haven't really seen that guidance develop. There was more detailed guidance that came through in 2018. There was, you know, th- there was reference to staking and NFTs, which came a little bit later. But only now are we really seeing 
professionals in the tax space, but also kind of exchanges and people at the coalface for retail investors actually questioning the, you know, what are the nuances around how crypto is taxed? What are the issues? And certainly what we're seeing in this space is it's a lot more complex than, you know, just saying crypto is a capital gains asset. And Mm -hmm. that's down to the way people are actually trading these things. And, you know, volume, for example, is, is one of the first thing that springs to mind. I mean, when you can trade at such high volumes with ease, that does create complexity. Mm. And just so on that, the way I understand it, basically, I've got to just treat crypto like any other asset, essentially, unless, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're the tax dude. If I said, I've got Ethereum here, or I've got Solana, and I actually use that as my day-to-day currency, that's then carves out any CGT because I'm using it to as a currency. But if I just want to buy and hold and not use it to buy a haircut or buy bread and milk. Not quite. No? So you, the concept of using Bitcoin or Solana or Ethereum as a currency, you know, as it, as it exists from an ATO or a tax perspective, you know, the concept that crypto is a foreign currency was actually kind of booted out the door very, very early on. So the ATO came out, Treasury have recently confirmed that they don't see crypto as a foreign currency. Right. And so as a result, if you're an investor and, you know, there's various triggers between whether you're an investor or a trader, but firstly, you need to work out whether you're running a business or whether you're actually investing as an ordinary investor, um, then you'll be subject to CGT regime on your crypto assets like you would be for rental property uh, or shares, for example. The point is the ATO, a very clear, and most, um, I don't know, developed nations would have their tax policies pretty clear now on the crypto thing, that if you have a gain, you'll be paying tax based on that gain. And the usual CGT rules would come in. And if you have income, it will be taxed as income. Yeah, so the ATO's basic principle is yeah, at the point at which you have a disposal event, which can mean many things, and we can go into that mm. in more detail, you have to work out whether you've made a gain or a loss, yeah. essentially. And you have to record the values at which you've, you know, you've bought crypto assets um, and the value at which you've sold it for. Mm. Um, and so you know, it, what, what a lot of people don't realize is often they're, when they're interacting with crypto, they're creating these taxable events or disposal events without even realizing because people are just engaging with the crypto ecosystem and unknowingly creating these these taxable events. Absolutely. So within that, talk to us about Coinly. In fact, I want to just take a quick break and we'll come back and I'll tell you from my experience what's happened. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, we're back. So Coinly is not an exchange. It's not a cryptocurrency. It's not a rainbow unicorn salad or something weird. Like what is Coinly? That's right. So Coinly is definitely not an exchange. Um, What we are is a a software uh, platform that allow you to pull or aggregate all your data from exchanges, wallets, blockchains into one place. And so you either can use Coinly as a portfolio tracking tool, so you can actually understand the value of your various crypto assets at any one point in time, but you can also use it to generate a tax report. Um, And we support multiple countries, not just Australia. Uh, And and that tax report generally applies if you're an investor and need to pay CGT um, or you're liable to capital gains. Then, you know, you can use Coinly to actually help you firstly aggregate all your transactions and then calculate um, your, your, your taxes based on, based on the information that you feed through. So you will basically connect to most exchanges via API. That's right. So there's two ways you can connect. You can connect via API. That's generally recommended because API allows you to update in real time, mm. but you can also you can also upload CSV files. Would you say you're like the share site for crypto? Yeah, similar. So in the sense that you can keep a track of your shares, your portfolio, how you're doing, mm. um, whether you're up or you're down. I think with crypto, it's slightly different in the sense that people don't just buy and sell shares in one place and hold it in one place. And you know, self custody is a big thing in the crypto space. People will buy from an exchange, move it into wallets. They might have separate wallets. Mm. They might have a wallet for their NFTs, um, for their you know ho- ho- funds that they might hold long term. And so, actually, understanding the value of their assets at any one point in time is a genuine challenge, mm. particularly mm. if someone's trading high volumes. So, we're recording this at the start of October, right? I'm preparing my personal tax return at the moment and my trust tax return. And my CoinSpot account through my trust will form part of the trust tax return, right? Anyway, you know, I've said before, I've held a lot of crypto assets. I saw that it was getting a bit hot at the start of the year. So I actually sold down a lot and got the heck out of there. But my accountant emailed and said, oh, we can see ATO's made a note that there's a um, coin spot thing happening. So the exchanges are letting the ATO yeah, know. Yeah, the ATO know. Yeah. yeah. So you, you know, you can't hide anything anymore. That's right. You definitely can't hide. And might be a few things on DeFi that you can hide. But, um, <laughs> well, I think even with DeFi, I mean, you've got to remember it's, well, it's, it's all a, on chain. Well, there's the ATO will be aware of the entry point and the exit point. Is that a fair comment? I think that's a fair comment. But, you know, also tracking on-chain activity, you know, True, yeah. blockchain explorer tools like EtherScan, for mm. example, can be used. And the short answer is, you, you actually can't hide anything. 
It's yeah, and and I think nor should you want to because you'll end up getting done. Absolutely, and you know the ATO have actually come out and said crypto is a priority area for them this mm. year. Um, yeah, so 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 is, everything is on chain. It's actually a common misconception that people have that if they hold crypto, it's kind of out there in the ether. Don't need to worry about it. Uh, but that's absolutely not the case. So anyway, within all that, I knew that um, you know we had booked to do an episode, and I was genuinely interested. And a lot of the time, just for my listeners to be aware of stuff, you know, if I've got a brand that, you know, I want to talk with on the podcast, it's either a brand that I would use or I would be comfortable with my friends or family to use, which means I'd be comfortable to talk about, right? And I'm happy to pay for crap. So I logged into Coinly and it was only $41.30 Australian, right? For I don't even know what I did. So not that much money logged in, connected it via API to CoinSpot, and it works with most exchanges, right? Yeah, that's right. And it fed all through. Then I just went to tax report for 2022 or 2122. I've clicked select report type, complete tax report. I'm clicking download right now as we're talking, generating, generating. There was... Um, it said on the previous page that there was like 95 transactions. So big year of bit of fun, right? Yeah. I mean, it can, it can go up to tens of thousands. Exactly. In some case, you know, especially if some people playing games on the blockchain often don't realize just how many taxable it's events just, they're creating. It's just outputted. So that's less than a minute to output. And then on the tax report, there's a capital gains tax summary, an income summary, asset summary, year-end balances, which is good for me because my bookkeeper at the end of the financial year can just update what the crypto asset value is. Uh, so basically, I'm using Coinly now myself. You know, here's some of the assets that I've held here, uh, the end-of-year balances, and look at all those trades, just like yeah, wow. pages of trades. And everyone knows, like, I, I have a very small amount of my net worth in crypto. You know, you can see the start of the year took out. <laughs> it's just connected like, um, and it's got the data sources at the bottom, CoinSpot. So question, I've got a Binance account. Can I connect two exchanges to? Yeah, absolutely. You can connect all your exchanges. So all your wallets, you might have MetaMask wallets, yeah, multiple, you might have a Trezor hard, hardware wallet device. Oh, gosh, and so awesome. you can connect all of those and all of those two can be connected through APIs. I do I do want to just, you know, as you downloaded that report, mm. I mean, are, are you surprised just how many transactions there are uh, at, at the end of the year? Because that's something that we often find our users get caught out by is, you know, they might be transferring Bitcoin to ETH, for example. Yeah. And a lot of people... That's a tax event. That is a tax event. And... A lot of people might not see that as a tax event because, f- from their perspective, they might they might say, "Well, I'm still in the crypto ecosystem. I haven't cashed out yet." Um, but where it gets even more confusing is, let's say you're you're trading Bitcoin and you're wrapping it so you can use it on another blockchain. So mm. wrapping is a term where you can basically wrap an asset. So Bitcoin might be wrapped Bitcoin, and as a result, you can use it on a blockchain that's not the blockchain of the native token that you've yep. wrapped. So in that sense, initial guidance from the ATO has actually said that's a taxable event. But a lot of people will say, well, 
no, I'm still holding it. It's the same Bitcoin. It's just got some different features that allow mm. me to use it on another blockchain. And actually, we're working with regulators on the on these types of points. And there's so many of them. I've, I've actually just submitted a 25-page report to the Board of Tax to identify these types of issues Wow. based on hearing on, and listening from our users, but also speaking to accountants who use Coinly to actually try and aggregate some of these issues and present them to government. So this is awesome. Like, So I've got a Coinly account here for my trust. I need to set up another one up for my personal name. Most of my crypto stuff is in the trust because it's a long-term asset, blah, blah, blah. But I'll probably need to set one up for my personal name as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool. And you can you can absolutely do but that. But I'm looking at the last transaction because it just feeds through via API instantly. Um, on the 18th of June, 2022, I think I remember, I logged into my CoinSpot account and I had $479 just in the cash account. And, you know, that, that's almost three months-ish, June, July, August. Yeah, like more than three months ago, that's how active I am with like my crypto crowd. I don't heaps look at it. I'm like, oh, it's almost $500 there. I don't know what I'm doing there. And I just moved it over to Bitcoin at the time. And it's just got the transaction there. Because a lot of this stuff, right, guys, with crypto, you can actually swap a coin with exchanges, right? It'd be like logging into your share brokerage account and saying, I want to swap Telstra shares for CVA shares. And they just do it automatically in the background. But what's actually happening is you're selling CVA or whatever, and then you're repurchasing Telstra or whatever I said. Yeah, well, in, in this... It- in the case of shares, that's absolutely right. I mean, and of course, with crypto, you can just do it in the click of a button. Mm. You don't receive the proceeds in in AUD terms when you transfer Bitcoin to Ethereum. You just go, okay, well, my one Bitcoin is now X amount of ETH. Mm. And you don't have to worry about receiving the proceeds from the sale of the Bitcoin in the first place and then repurchasing the ETH, which you perhaps need to do still for shares. Refer friends, twenty five. Give $25, get $25 so I can refer my friends. That's an affiliate program that Ooh. Coinly runs. So Ooh, information's on the website. Ooh. So yeah, it is. But this is cool. Like the um, cost method, when you do your tax reporting, you can actually select uh, what it is. And I've used FIFO, which is first in, first out. Yeah. And it's important to touch on that because you, you've just very quickly generated a Coinly report. But of course, the default settings that Coinly applies may not be relevant to you mm. or your accountant. And so, you know, working with your accountant to actually understand how Coinly is calculated the final report. And, mm. you know, for example, you might not be trading as an investor. You might actually be running a business. For all we know, you might you might run an NFT trading business. Mm. Uh, you might mint NFTs and, and sell them to make profit. And as a result, perhaps not treated under capital account. So the tax plans, oh, I've signed up for the newbie and I think I did use a promo code that I got from somewhere. So it's 59 Australian and that's up to 100 transactions. And then there's a, a holder or a hodler. <laughs> a hodler cool. account, yeah. Uh, but what I'm getting at, like if you people out there, if you're dicking around with this crypto stuff, you're creating a tax event. And what I'm saying is, spending $139 Australian with Coinly to do consolidated tax reporting for the end of the year because I just emailed it to my accountant. I was like, there you go, Roz, done. Like, it was done. That 
$139 a year or the whatever it is a year is less than an accountant's hourly rate to sit and crunch it manually. And you can also this claim that. This is a that, non-starter. And you claim it as an expense. You can claim the software costs. Yeah. Uh, so so that's that's absolutely right. I mean, you know, there, there's going to be, there's also going to be space for the accountant to come in and actually verify and reconcile all of your transactions. You know, obviously, Coinly is a software product, right? Mm. So it's only as good as what you plug in to Coinly. So yeah. you might leave out. Garbage um, in, garbage out. Exactly. And so you might leave out a wallet, in which case Coinly won't be able to reconcile all of your transactions. Mm. What is really cool, however, is let's say you do leave a wallet out and Coinly can't identify that kind of purchase sale lifecycle of that mm. asset, you will get an error before you can generate the report and Coinly will actually say, hey, we think you're missing some purchase history. Mm. Here's how to check that. And it, it, it's a handy way of trying to sense check whether the input data works. It's so funny. I'm looking here at the list of like the coins that I still hold. And I had a bit of a strategy. Like when there was like the the bull market with the coins, right? I went in, made my money, then took my original capital out. So most of my crypto account is just like profits. It's like house money. And I'm still looking here. When the Dogecoin thing really took off, right? I'm like, I'm buying SHIB because that could go off. And then that went to the moon. My um, Coinly account, it's still saying there's a 85% return on my ship still. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, Even in this market? Even in this market. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Gosh. But again, I'm not talking about huge amounts of money, peeps. But look, all I can say is I legitimately wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about Coinly because I legitimately use it. And in fact, I'm going to go back in today because the accountant, they're trying to finalize my tax returns. And I just told them loosely like, oh, I think I did this. Like in my personal name, I use a different, um, the MetaMask is linked to an exchange in my own name. And the MetaMask DeFi stuff is in Glenn James' name with my long-term buy and hold in the trust. So I actually need to set up a new Coinly account for my personal name. Yeah, right. So yeah, I legitimately use this crap, and and I, it's great to hear because we we often hear these type, you know, these stories from accountants where they may have sat down and tried to manually reconcile all these transactions or manually keep a record of it. And of course, with crypto and the way people are trading and the volumes, it's just it's just nonsensical to use a manual process. This is this is what I would do if I was an accountant business who have lots of clients who have crypto stuff, as my service proposition, I would bury the cost of a Coinly subscription into my accounting fee. And so Coinly actually does have um, a product that we sell to accountants. So that that essentially allows accountants to see on a client-by-client -client basis who's got Coinly accounts and you can give access to your accountant and they will then be able to go into your Coinly account and you know, go into the transaction level details and maybe go a little bit more granular and see, okay, well, where's this, where's this purchase come from and, and mm. does it kind of tally up to, to what's on the Coinly report and their calculations? And so that, that's very, very successful in the sense that accountants love being able to go in and actually reconcile their transactions using software like Coinly but actually still feel like they're in control of, 
of their clients' um, transactions and affairs. Do you want to say anything else around, because we've got to go, we're running out of time, but did you want to say anything else around Coinly crypto tax? I mean, I'm happy to promote this and to have you guys on the show because I genuinely think anyone who does anything to do with crypto, you're crazy not to have this unless 10 years ago you bought 20 Bitcoin and you don't trade. Yeah, I think investors at the moment often don't realize how many crypto transactions they create from a tax perspective when they engage in that ecosystem. So often NFTs, DeFi is a different kettle of fish. You know, if you're providing collateral, if you're lending, borrowing crypto, the amount of transactions that actually registers from a tax perspective is very, very high. I would say if people are engaged in DeFi activities or more complex uh, trading strategies or that they're gaming, you know, obviously software will massively help with aggregating that data. And, you know, obviously it's no brainer to use software, but definitely see an accountant. Mm-hmm. The rules are uncertain at the moment, particularly for more advanced interactions with crypto. And that's, you know, partly we're working with regulators on this, as are a number of other industry players, to try and get some more clarity around these more complex interactions other than just, you know, buying and hold CGT asset, income when staking, et cetera. Yeah. No, that's awesome. But um, look, thanks so much for coming in and having a chat to the My Millennial Investor audience because, yeah, I just think it's a no-brainer. And for as long as I've been a financial advisor and a podcast, uh, I've always been an advocate of you get what you pay for. And if you can pay for something that gives you a gift wrap solution at the end of the financial year, it's worth all its money. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think it, it, that's what Coinly is all about. We want to help people save money. We ultimately want to help people make the best investment decisions from their crypto portfolio. Uh, and so, you know, obviously using it as a portfolio tracker goes a long way because you can actually see what, how you're tracking in just one place to make those decisions um, be it investment decisions, you know, not even from a tax perspective, mm. but just basic investment decisions. Yeah, no, that's awesome. All right, mate, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, uh, Ben, for having me. We'll uh, we'll see you soon. We'll put a link to Coinly in the show notes, and it's not a financial product, so I might even put my own affiliate link in the show notes. What? <laughs> right, thanks, mate. Bye. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.